Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the 5-0 Show. I'm Jamie Rothschild, the host of the show. And as every week, we want to thank Ed, our very patient producer, and Bonneville for this time. One of the things that we like to do is not just talk about law enforcement and the community. We like to talk about matters of the community because community matters. And today, my guest is Vinnie Cole, Vincent Cole. Vinnie and I work together, both sergeants with the Phoenix Police Department. Sergeant Cole, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So the last time I'm going to call you Sergeant Cole. After this, it's just (laughs) Vinnie. Now, I give you a, a hard time about a lot of things, but one of them is your mind works so much differently than mine, in that I enjoy talking to people and interacting with people, and you do too, but you have a natural bent towards history. We've had you on the show to talk previously about how you developed that, but not everyone heard that interview. So first and foremost, Phoenix Police Department, Sergeant, you're coming up on 20 years, about 16 years. Talk to us about how you decided to become a police officer. Um, I grew up around the job. I grew up in the Midwest. Uh, my stepdad was a sergeant for uh, a small department in the suburbs of Chicago. Um, and I've kind of always been enamored with the, the traditions of the department as well as uh, just the job. And I'm very much a people person, as you had mentioned, and I really like interacting with people. So that was one of the more appealing aspects of it. I'm from New York. You're from Chicago. When you talk about police work, you can tell where someone's from because they refer to it as the job. Right. When you say that out here, do people look at you kind of sideways like, well, what was that? Right. Yeah. People think it's just an ambiguous term for employment. Uh, but, you know, in, in other cultures throughout the country, it refers to either police or fire service. But you've always had that gift of gab. And I'm asking uh, because I've seen you interact with folks and eh, maybe maybe they don't have a strong interest in history. I know I don't. But you make it interesting because you're so passionate about it. That gift of gab, is that something you've always had or are you naturally not that guy? I've always been a talker ever since I was a kid. Probably got you in trouble numerous times. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you determined that you wanted to be a police officer, you wanted to go on the job. And how did you wind up with the Phoenix Police Department? How did that come to be? I had some family uh, that moved out here and I started with the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office. Uh, at that time, I was in the Marine Corps Reserve, and our local unit here in Phoenix had a ton of uh, members that were also in law enforcement. And I developed a friendship with somebody who uh, was a lieutenant with the Phoenix Police Department and talked to me about coming over to Phoenix. You, you mentioned a, a Marine reservist. You seem to take great pride in, and I don't mean that in a cocky way, but great uh, you put great effort into looking presentable, uniform appearance matters. There are days I come in, probably in your opinion, very sloppy or slovenly, and you can tell the look of disgust on your face when you see me. <laughs> Is that something that's just been ingrained into you when you started with the Marine Corps and the police department, or have you just always been that kind of uh, squared away, even when you were young? I, I think, uh, you know, respect for the organization uh, regardless of what organization I belong to, I've always been a what I like to call, you know, a uh, nice dresser. I and I, I care greatly about my appearance, and I think that reflects on uh, respect for the organization you're representing. You mentioned your dad was a sergeant. When you told your parents that you wanted to enter this career, that legacy, how'd that go over? What was the response? It went over well. It was. Um, 
you know, the it's more than what it is on its face. It's more than it is on TV. There's a lot of aspects to this job that you only experience by actually doing it. So it was kind of the, hey, just to let you know, the job's different than it is on TV kind of a thing. People, when we talk about wellness, uh, whatever your career, but particularly you and I see in police work, you are more than the sum of what you do. So we always try to encourage people, if you're going to join the police department, uh, maintain the friendships you had before that. Your family is absolutely critical. Be a well-balanced person. You uh, are absolutely that. You're, you're a great family man. But one of the things that seems to really drive you is your love of history. Talk to us a little bit about how that developed, please. Um, as a child, I went to a lot of historic sites, and uh, in many ways, those places were somewhat my happy place. I love reading about the past, um, and it. I think an organization is has a little bit more depth when you know about where it came from, or even a person, where they came from, or what's important to them, why certain things are done in a certain way. I think that speaks to the overall, it adds to the interest of, of anything, and everything has history. A story, well-written story, has depth of character, and you get to to know and get inside the heads of the characters involved. But when you're reading history, and, and I'm pointing to myself, um, I can't engage. We went, I think I shared with you, we were in Boston. My wife signed us up for an eight-hour bus tour, eight hours. And I wanted to get off the bus after hour one. Because to me, facts and stats, and I like that's just not what drives me. But you seem to really lean into the people part. How do you do that when it's, hey, this is where this event happened. Here's who was involved. Like, what is it about that that really drives you? Because I've met a lot of people who are fascinated by history, and my brain just doesn't work that way. Can you talk to people about what it is that intrigues you? Right. Uh, I'm a I'm a graduate student right now uh, for uh, in history with a focus on public history. And public history makes information of the past accessible to the public. In a nutshell, it's it's different than somebody who aspires to teach history. Um, the getting into the story, I think the the myth or the misnomer with history in general is that it's names, dates, and facts. And I think when you when it's presented that way as opposed to a story, I think people lose interest because they instinctively think back to their school days where they're going to have to remember what day this occurred, what time this occurred. It's much less important when you view it as a story as opposed to a uh, an objective checklist. You are the Phoenix Police Department's historian. Yes. Right? For lack of a better term, that's, that, that is a title you hold. And you know more about the history than so many of our folks. We probably don't even really, other than photos on the walls, we don't have the opportunity to teach them the history. Talk to us a little bit about the rich history of the Phoenix Police Department. So Phoenix has been an upcoming city. It's a major city um, with with small-town roots. Our organization was established in 1881 um, for the growing population and the need for uh, a law enforcement presence. There's a lot of interesting things that have happened in our city and by virtue – or I'm sorry, uh, and, and as well to, with our police department involvement. One of the things that I've kind of been delving into as of late is Phoenix was almost like a little Hollywood. A lot of notable stars had come to Phoenix to get a, some time away from the camera or just kind of have some anonymity that they wouldn't enjoy in, say, Los Angeles or uh, specifically Hollywood. So we've had a lot of famous people that have come here and rubbed elbows with other Phoenicians and visited some of the restaurants and, and businesses that are still downtown today, stayed in some of our hotels. So stuff like that's interesting because 
Phoenix is a place, but there's a deep story, a robust history to the city itself and in by connection, our department. When you see people and you talk to them about our department or you talk to them about history or your love of history, what do you want them to know when they see the Phoenix Police Department patch? What do you want them to know if you could just say, hey, here's one or two things I want you to know about the men and women who wear this uniform, who do this job? What is that? So, of course, some of the the front-facing things, our integrity, our professionalism, but also that that patch and that symbolism associated with this organization has meant a lot to a lot of people. Um, There are people who grew up seeing our our patch. There are people who remember when we had officers in light blue shirts. It is part of the Phoenix culture as a whole, even though it's a municipal service. Um, it's just as important as any other pop culture thing that's happened here. It's it's part of the city, and it's it's ingrained into the memories of the people who, who grew up here. And the city used to be uh, – you talked about folks who came for anonymity, but there was also a lot of motion pictures filmed in the Phoenix area as well, I believe, right? Right. Uh, Meryl Monroe, for instance, I think it was in 1956. I'm not entirely sure about the year, but she filmed Bus Stop Here. Um, spend some time and, and Google will some light Google research will pull up some photos of Marilyn Monroe with some Phoenix police officers kind of being escorted through the city. Really interesting stuff. There was a Clint Eastwood movie too. I think it was 1977. I could be wrong. Also, you talked about the late blue shirts, same shoulder patch, but it was filmed in downtown Phoenix and they actually used those folks as extras. Right. Uh, so the, the gauntlet was filmed in our headquarters building at 620. There's scenes in there and then uh, the extras were off-duty Phoenix police officers in many instances. And uh, one of the things I like about that video is there's very little footage of downtown Phoenix in the late 70s, early 80s that was cinematically filmed, you know, apart from personal, I think it's Super 8 or good cinematic film. You can pull a lot from downtown Phoenix from that video. People can hear it, but I wish they could see it. Ed can see it. I can see it. When you talk about these things... Your whole demeanor changes. Like you lean in, you're a little more expressive with your hands. You're just, you just, you can tell that you just really embrace and love that stuff. Have you thought of ever? As are there opportunities for those who love history to, to? How do you make a career out of that if and when you ever leave the police department? What's out there for folks who love history? Well, there's there's the given teaching history, uh, which is a huge thing, and and some early educators uh, can really instill a love of history into people. There's also the more the public history aspect. There's a lot of people who work behind the scenes for a museum or an archive that make that work and make that information accessible to the public. And it's extremely important uh, that information be accessible to researchers, anybody who wants to know about it. So let's talk about that. You talk about the public, you talk about research, you talk about museums. Phoenix Police Museum. Is that open to the public? Because we've had them on the show previously, but you have a different view of what they do. They talked about the inner workings, and you have that deep, rich love of history. What would you encourage people in terms of checking out the museum? Um, visiting the museum is is something you can do with a little to no background information of the department. The way they interpret some of their exhibits, it's kind of from start to finish, Um you know, a, a robust history of the Phoenix Police Department and who we are. Um, it, it's definitely worth a visit down there. The building or the museum is located in Historic City Hall um, that was once occupied by the department. So you get a whole ambiance to the uh, material that's being presented to you. I think you once self-described 
an old soul you referred to yourself as. Because when I talk to you, I'm I'm fairly older than you, but I talk like I went to a um, a Sinatra concert and and you know like every song, every every album, every every playlist. You have such a deep. It was that is that whole era just really an attractive time for you the. 60s, 70s, or what, what? What was the time period that you wish you could go back and live in? Oh, that's a tough. That's a tough question. Um, there's several, and I think my interest or inclination to the past is, um, you know, it's always a concern that it'll be forgotten, and it's kind of a bygone era. And without contemporary interests, those things fade away. And there's a lot of great things that have happened, uh, you know, throughout the city's history. As soon as I said 60s, 70s, I realized that was really not reflective of Frank Sinatra's. That's not when he was. Uh, oh, no, it, it could. I mean, you could. He started earlier than that, but you could say that was his heyday. So we're talking about history. We're talking to Sergeant Vinny Cole, Vincent Cole, the Phoenix Police Department. His love, his passion for history. He's the department's historian. When we talk about history, we talk about legacy, Vinny. What do you want to best be remembered for, both on uh, the family side? And when you leave the Phoenix Police Department, what do you want your legacy to be? So first and foremost, uh, the family stuff's most important to me and setting a good example for my children and uh, just being a good family man. Overall, uh, my hope is that I myself kind of kind of fade into ambiguity and uh, my interest and love for the history of our department and our city gets translated to somebody else. First of all, thank you for being here for the show. Mm-hmm. Thank you for what you do to help our folks understand history and why it's important. If you want to learn more about the Phoenix Police Department on any of its social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, check them out. Follow, like, share the information. You will see Sergeant Cole on a lot of those platforms because he's one of the department's public information officers. So, uh, Vinny Cole, Sergeant Cole, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. And thank you, most importantly, to you, the listening audience, for this time each week. Thank you to Bonneville for this time, to Ed, our producer. If you want to learn more about the Silent Witness program, please check out Silent Witness at silentwitness.org, or you can call 480-WITNESS. Any information you give will be anonymous, and you could get cash for that information. Cash for making your community safer. Until next week, stay safe. You've been listening to 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.